It's the Ruby on Rails podcast, June 12th, 2008, show number 79. A few more interviews here from RailsConf, including the gentleman from GitHub and PowerSet. But first, James Duncan Davidson. So what do you think of the conference so far? I'm sure you see more people than anyone else. Such a big conference this year, five tracks. Are there any projects you are especially interested in? Thank you, James Duncan Davidson. The Ruby on Rails podcast is sponsored by Atlantic Dominion Solutions, located at techcfl.com. ADS is a web development innovator that specializes in building user-focused Rails applications and enhancing their performance with Amazon Web Services. ADS also provides 24-7 monitoring and management of EC2 deployments, as well as fully managed hosting on virtual servers optimized for Rails applications. Okay, thanks. So, RailsConf 08, second day Saturday, standing here with Tom... Preston Werner, Chris Wanstroth of GitHub. Boy, I, I mean, is there anybody who doesn't know what GitHub is? It seems like you got all the major Rails projects. You got Rails itself. You got Merb. It seems like it should be doing <laughs> pretty well. That's how GitHub rolls. We, uh, you know, people people like it. People like to use it. People like when other people use it. Um, we like when other people use it. It's, it's also not just Ruby anymore. Um, Lyft, which is the popular web framework written in Scala, is using GitHub, Prototype, Scriptaculous, uh, New, the language that's a, a Lisp written in Objective-C, uses it. IO uses it. So most exciting to us and me personally are all like the non-Rubyists who are starting to embrace it and put up their cool stuff, which I'm normally not exposed to reading my very narrow vision Ruby blogs. Yeah, we're actually uh, we're starting to think about uh, automation for other languages. We did the, the Ruby Gem stuff. We'd love to start getting into automating uh, packaging systems for other people. If they have ideas, we'd love for them to contact us. We really want to to, to to reach out to the community as a whole, not just Ruby. It's really inundated with Ruby right now, which is great, uh, but we want to see it go uh, across the board. We want we want everyone on board because in the end, it's just it, it builds such a strong community. And if we can automate stuff for people uh, and free up time for them to do other stuff, then then we would love to do that. Now, at first, I thought, okay, great. This is Git hosting. This is going to be useful. A lot easier to use a publicly set up Git server at GitHub than to try to do it myself. But then you added this whole social aspect, and now you you can just people can install Ruby gems straight out of there. It seems like this has really grown. Or was that part of the idea from the beginning? Well, it's what they say about when you have a startup. You you always you always you always do it wrong to begin with, and you have to be willing to adjust to what people are telling you, and that's exactly what happened. Originally, we didn't have that big of aspirations for a social kind of thing. We wanted an easy place to put up a repo and share it with some friends, but as we went along, people would say, hey, how awesome would it be if you could follow people and, and have a watchers list? And we said, you know what, that actually would be cool. And you wrote a bunch of Flash stuff, too. You've got this nice visualization of commits and that kind of thing. You, Tom, you worked on most of that? Yes. Well, I did a lot of Flash in the olden days. And so uh, I hadn't done any in, in like, four years. But, uh, you know, it's kind of cool to work with every once in a while. There's a language called Hacks, uh, which has a very orange site. And uh, H-A-X-E. Uh, it's really cool for doing Flash programming. It makes it actually feel like a reasonable thing to do. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, Tom doesn't actually write Rails. He writes pretty much every other language except for Ruby and Rails. No, you do. He does Ruby stuff on the site, just no Rails. Oh yeah, you said it in the uh, the panel we did that. Chris, you've done most of the Rails programming for the site itself now. And Tom d- has done some of the daemons and back-end stuff as well. Is that how it's split up? That's p- pretty much how it works. Tom does all the design, all the UI work is Tom, uh, which is funny because we get emails about what design firm did you guys use. And I was like, <laughs> he's mine. Stay away. Um, well, that's, that's also something I did in a past life was, was graphic design. But also there's some there's C stuff. We're working on some Erlang stuff. There's, uh, of course, the CSS and then the Flash stuff. So that's all Tom. The Rails is me. We also, Tom wrote the Grit, which is the Ruby kind of wrapper interface to Git itself. And that was Tom. That was kind of the, the kickstart for GitHub. Is Tom was working on Grit by himself. And then when Grit was to a point that I could actually do stuff, that's when GitHub development began. Yeah, so so I do yeah, I do a bunch of crap other than Rails. Uh, Chris and PJ do Rails. Uh, PJ wrote the, the all the billing code. It's his, his he likes to say that that's you know I mean that's the only reason we make money really. So it's because we charge people for he's, money. He's the most <laughs> he's actually the most important person in the company. I guess. Oh, I do JavaScript too. I do Rails and JavaScript. Okay, we're gonna have a, a language battle. Let's right have now. a language battle. Let's throw it down. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty I'm much it. Kidding. We covered them all. We're just kidding. Oh, I do CSS too. It's true. It seems like you're 90% of the way to replacing something like Ruby Forge, but that in the panel you said yes, you want to be the next source forge. So, do you think will Ruby Forge be gone a year from now? Is GitHub going to replace that altogether? What's Ruby Forge? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I think so. I mean, from my perspective, Source Forge and Ruby Forge kind of represent the way people used to share their code. And GitHub is the new way. This idea is something that we've implemented and other people can implement as well, but it's a totally different way of looking at the problem. And I think our site and other sites that are inevitably spring up with the same kind of model are going to be the new way of how people share code and find code and all that sort of goodness over the web. Yeah, I like to think of it as the old way being uh, heavily guarded code silos, and the new way is, is like hippie love fest code fields. Uh, that's you know that's how it. That's, that's a brief it, version of a very long thesis that Tom has about <laughs> how biology and evolution relate to source control. It's amazing. It is pretty amazing. Well, it's just a lot easier to have my master branch be the release, and sure, I make some tags, and then as long as I have a gem spec in there and I've merged in the latest new feature, I'm done. I don't have to like publish this and and tag it. Well, I do tag it, but I don't have to go through the whole release process of making this a new gem. It's, it's all about easiness. I mean, GitHub was originally written because we were both busy doing our jobs and we still wanted to maintain our open source and it was just becoming such a huge workload to download patches and manage patches and deal with people. Stuff we wanted to do, but it was just kind of caught up in all this ceremony, I guess is the word you would use. So GitHub is there to kind of automate and streamline the workflow for us in exactly the way you just mentioned. Make it easy to do all the stuff that you're doing the hard way. Yeah, uh, I mean, one of the entire points was uh, to, to have something for ourselves, to have something that we thought was awesome. And, uh, and, and, and you know, it turned out other people thought it was awesome too. And, uh, and that's, that's the best way to figure out what to do. What, what do we want? We're developers. What do we want? If we want it, probably someone else is going to want it. It's great, too, because the, the social aspect that you're talking about, it kind of scales where you can have it apply to the entirety of the open source community. Anyone can fork my project. Or you can kind of close off your project and say, I have this social network of my coworkers, and only they can deal with my project. But they can fork it. They can send patches. They can do all that stuff. 
So Chris is basically full-time on GitHub, also PJ. Now that we know GitHub is awesome, Tom, when are you going to quit your job at PowerSet? <laughs> yeah, Tom. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, you know, PowerSet treats me well, and, uh, and it, you know, it's, it's hard to know. Uh, only only um, uh, no comment. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Take two. <laughs> So it's still at RailsConf with Tom Preston Werner, Dave Famerum, and Kevin Clark here of PowerSet. Definitely a lot of excitement around PowerSet. It's hard to tell if Rails or PowerSet was generated more hype and excitement, but definitely a little bit of a, a beta out there for people to use and do some searching. You guys have you guys are working on the Rails side of things, but also have done quite a few other different tools. Let's just start. Tell me what you do at, at uh, PowerSet. So, Kevin. Uh, so I do infrastructure and performance work. So a uh, substantial portion, uh, at least 60% of our internal tools uh, are in Ruby. You know, the stuff that takes what you put in the search box and translates it into how we, you know, query the index, it's all in Ruby. Uh, you know, our packaging system, our continuous integration system, that's all in Ruby, and I've worked on all of those things. So I'm, I'm a toolsmith. And Dave, what do you do? Um, I work on I work on a lot of Erlang doing the Fuse project, but I also do a lot of Ruby. Uh, all of our NL libraries are bound into Ruby, and that's actually how we do all of our natural language parsing development is through Ruby. So uh, I spend a lot of time maintaining that and then making sure that all works uh, on the site through the Fuse project. Tom, what do you do? Uh, I guess you could say I work for three different departments. Uh, a couple of my favorites, though, are... The Fuse project I work on with Dave, uh, a lot of Erlang. Erlang's freaking awesome. Uh, and I work on the God project. We use it for uh, process monitoring and uh, control on all of our servers, every single one, I believe. So that's cool to, to see that in action. Now, Fuse is another application server, kind of a replacement for Mongrel. We've heard about that last year at RailsConf. You talked about it again. Is that available? Is that out there? Are people other than PowerSet using this to deploy their apps? Um, so it was last year at RejectConf that I first wrote the beta, and then I kind of built it out a whole bunch under PowerSet's budget. Um, so, yeah, because it's a lot of work. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, people can go to my GitHub, uh, you know, github.com slash Karen Dave, uh, and they can take a look at the source code right now. I mean, it's available. You could use it for a real site today. I don't know if you would want to do it for, like, Twitter, but... And PowerSet's running on it or not yet? PowerSet doesn't run Rails through it, but our production uh, backend does indeed use it. Like all of the, every time you enter in a query, it has to be pre-processed, and that's a fairly c- complicated thing. So we use uh, the Fuse code base to route that back to our Ruby libraries that do all the work and then send it back. Now, there's a lot of work in the Ruby community on different language parsers and things. you get got, like, Treetop. Are you using those kinds of tools, or is this all built from scratch in order to do what the kind of natural language queries that PowerSet needs to do? Uh, so we don't, use, uh, we don't use anything like that. A lot of the, the language uh, grammatical parsing stuff comes from Park. Uh, we have exclusive license to the technology. So this is 30-year-old uh, stuff. Uh, you know, it's some amazing, some of the, some of the most world, best world-renowned uh, linguists work on this stuff and have been working on it for decades. And so we have access to this technology. We've been improving it at PowerSet. This is what we use for all of our semantic parsing. So it seems like there was a lot of excitement about PowerSet, and now for, what, a couple months now, people have been able to use the the public site, at least to search Wikipedia, and and yet a lot of people just said, okay, big deal, it's searching Wikipedia. Should 
people still have high hopes. Are they going to just be blown out, blown away once the full thing is unleashed at whatever point? Well, uh, it wasn't like that's our business model is our Wikipedia search. I mean, we'd like people to look at it and say, yes, PowerSet has technology. People were calling us VaporSet and making fun of us for not watching. So we put something out there. We wanted to show everybody that we could. And anybody who's got a full-scale site up knows it's a lot of work. I mean, you have to have a lot of stuff in place. Now that we have that done, we can work on you know making a better and bigger search. But we just had to get the infrastructure up to even serve those requests out to begin with. Yeah, so we're we're actually working on new indices right now, um, and scraping and live refreshes and all the things that you know a full fledged you know web scale search engine is going to do. So in other words, yes, they should be excited. Yes, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe not this month, but you know soon we'll have more more stuff, and we definitely want to have a lot. Want to put everything in it. Now we can put all of, of peep code, all the transcripts. <laughs> maybe how's that sound? Sounds good to me. So you've got quite a stellar team already. Are you still hiring other Ruby developers, or you got have the team as is and you're going forward? Yes, yes. All parts of the organization use Ruby. Um, so I, I know we're looking for front-end people right now, and I'm looking for somebody to replace my old position and platform. And, uh, yeah, if you're doing cool Ruby stuff, we're, we're happy to, to see you. Um, we just picked up, actually, uh, Will Morgan, who did... Um, uh, who did Dits and uh, Sup and some other really cool Ruby projects? He's going to come hack with us, and it's going to be awesome. So. Yeah, and also also Erlang. If you are a hardcore Erlang person and you want to work at PowerSet, we are definitely continuing on that front, and uh, we'll need more manpower before too long. Well, it's great to see Ruby branching out. Of course, people have done all kind of different kinds of things with Ruby, but at least on the web, people kind of pinhole it in corner hole. It. What's the word? Anyway, pigeonhole. pigeonhole, thank you. This is what I need a language, natural language search for. Pigeonhole it into just being a social site or whatever. So it's great to see something robust, natural language search, search and doing that all in Ruby and Erlang. That's the, that's the thing, you know. Uh, you go on TechCrunch and everyone's all pissed off about, hey, you haven't launched in freaking forever. And it's like, hey, dude, you know, check it out. We're not building a freaking social network here. We're building a new search technology that, that nobody's done before. And we have to build all of it. Natural language search is hard. <laughs> Possibly one of the hardest problems you can look at at computer science right now. Probably, probably up there. Thanks also to Rails Machine for providing hosting and bandwidth for the show.